Woo! I'm gonna tear it up. Pensacola, Florida, when I get to town, we're gonna treat all you women, woo, the way women ought to be treated. Because the NWA and some real men are gonna take that Civic Center apart and New then we're all gonna be yes. on the rodeo, woo, driving the women wild. Miami Beach, get ready. Woo! We are on tour and we're doing it better than anybody else alive. Now, Buddy Landell, it's so hard for me to sit back here in this studio looking at a guy out here hollering my name. You're listening to the when sports last show. Last year, I spent more money on spilt liquor in bars from one side of this world to the other than you made. You're talking to the Rolex wearing, diamond ring wearing, kiss stealing, wheeling dealing, limousine riding, jet flying, son of a gun, and I'm having a hard time holding these alligators down. His very first move as the executive was to sign Lamar Odom. Who was hey, on this was sports, man. Come on, man. Hey, bro, you listening to the sports desk. New sports desk. You're listening to the sports show. I think I got my swagger back. Trapaholics Mixtapes. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to the Sports Desk. It is your guy, it is your man's one more time, Desiree Elix Jr. And remember, folks, acknowledge me. And this your man, Black. We are back once again for another another episode. One of your favorite sportsologists back in the building. D, you know what it is. Let's get into it. Absolutely, man. We are back. We are back with another episode 218 to be exact. So we got quite a few things we're going to get into today. Of course, the NBA is moving and moving and moving as we uh, get closer and closer to the playoffs. But always, like always, we have icebreakers to go ahead and start us off with the show. And uh, let's go ahead and start off with UFC 285 that took place this past weekend in Las Vegas, Nevada. Um... He's the GOAT He's been the GOAT Uh, For me, he didn't even have to do what he did on Saturday um, To be uh, considered the GOAT We're talking about Johnny Bones Jones The brand new world heavyweight champion of the world The baddest man on the planet Taking care of Sierra Gone in three or four seconds Or whatever it was I said it last week Wasn't excited about the fight Sierra Gon's talents and everything that he had were null and void to what John Jones brought to the table. And I'm gonna be completely honest. I'm not even being funny about this. This is what I this is what I felt like when John won the fight. Whoop de doo. <laughs> and I'm I'm glad that he won it. I'm glad that he got to experience everything and his destiny and everything that John talks about. He looked like he was really, really focused going into this fight. But the ending of the fight, just the lead up to the fight, bro, I'm just going, I'm not going to lie. I was bored out of my mind with it. Now we can get down to business, okay? The next fight up and coming, the potential fight with Stipe Biotic, one of the best heavyweights of all time, who's going to give John Jones a little bit, little bit more to think about. Now I'm locked in because we're talking about one of the greatest heavyweights, if not the greatest heavyweight fighter ever. 
Look at Stipe Miocic's resume, then get back to me. Overall, for me, congratulations, John Jones. This is the GOAT. He's been the GOAT. He had another accolade to his career. Um, but let's see how he really takes on this heavyweight division. And I hope it's not a case where we see John and then John goes away. He says he's going to be active. He says he's interested in all the challenges in the heavyweight division. Let's see what's to come. Congratulations to John Jones, now the heavyweight champion of the world. Black, what you got on this? Oh, I'm ecstatic for John, man. I'm happy he went in there, took care of business. Uh, <laughs> look, man, this man was uh, razor sharp. He was focused, man. I don't, uh, you can see in the lead up, man, you, you kind of knew that uh, Sarah Gon wasn't going to have a chance against John, but... Um, John just uh, continue to remind people why he's the best in the business. Shout out to him on the big fight, and like you said, D, it's time. It's time to get to the real deal. Yeah. Get to the big boy fights. You know, this was a uh, walk in the park for John. Not know? even that, man. He John got the call to walk to the park. John, John didn't even break a sweat. Didn't even look like he even yeah, had man. no sweat coming down his face. So, yeah, man. <laughs> shout out to him, man, on a uh, on a on a big time win. Happy to see John back. That feeling you get when John, his entrance and walking through, is good to see it back. It's, it, it was missed. You know, he got one of the best entrants in, in the UFC, in my opinion. So, um, yeah, once again, man, shout out to John. You know, like you said, before, going, in, going into it beforehand, he was already the GOAT. He just solidified it even more with this win, becoming heavyweight champion. So, uh, kudos to him on the big-time win. Now, let's go to the big boy stuff. Yeah, not to sneeze at it. Not to sneeze at it because we talked about it in depth last week. You know, he is now a world champion in two different divisions. That's not nothing to sneeze, sneeze at. You only have a, uh, a little more than a handful of people who's been uh been able to do that and now john uh adds to that list all right so like i said i don't want it to come across like d hard or he ain't no it's, it's not that bro like i've been watching mma for a long long time i've seen a lot of big big fights that included john jones on several occasions but going into this fight there was nobody who could even convince me whatsoever that sierra gone had a legitimate chance no one there was no, there was no ESPN coverage. Ariel, Ariel Hawani, no one could tell you anything. <laughs> and just exactly how I, honest to God, I thought this was not going to be a fight, and that's exactly what it turned out to be. That's exactly what it turned out to be. Mm -hmm. This man took one significant strike, and it wasn't even significant. That's it. Johnny Bone Jones, the GOAT, World Heavyweight Champ of the World, and like he said at his press conference, which was pretty. Funny and cool to hear. He said, man, I've always wanted that baddest man in the planet title. And now he got it. Because if you're the UFC World Heavyweight Champion, that's exactly who you are. The baddest man of the planet. So shout out and congratulations to John Jones on an impressive victory, becoming the World Heavyweight Champion in the UFC. All right, Black, man, if you watch this fight game long enough, you'll see some things you just didn't think you'll see. Now, we set up here last week and said Alexis Garsoho, whatever it is, I'm sorry to burst mispronounce your name had no shot against valentina shashanka and boy were we wrong valentina shashanka goes down loses her crown in the flyweight division and we have a new champion alexa grasso wins the belt submits shashanka by submission fourth round with four minutes and 34 seconds in the round black what was your immediate thoughts when you learned if you watched it live that shashanka was no longer the champion well, I was shocked, man, because leading up into the fourth round, Shashenko had this fight, you know, kind of in the bag. You know, it was, don't get me wrong, it was a very entertaining fight, but, you know, to get, I didn't understand the fact of 
wanting to wrestle with this girl who's a high class big yeah. time wrestler yeah. and she got caught dude we've seen this many times from champions sure. from I mean, some of the best man they get Amanda called. Nunes. And, uh, Amanda Nunes. Amanda Nunes. Uh, uh, just, just, a, just, a, just a number of people who, you know, have fights in the bag and then just come up and fall short for for doing something out of character. And this what this was. But no slight on that that young girl, man. She did what she was supposed to do. She went in there and beat the champ. Now she's the champ. Yeah. You know, uh, I'm pretty sure it's gonna be an automatic rematch here. Yeah, and of course. We, you know, we'll see what happens uh, with that second fight. But kudos to her, man. She went in there, took care of business, and got Valentina up out of there. Now she's the new champ. Yeah, simple as put. I mean, if you watch MMA long enough, you see we've seen it happen. We've seen George St. Pierre lose to Matt Sarah. We've seen Amanda Nunez uh, uh, lose her title. We've seen, I mean, you put them out there, the best of the best have just fallen except one. <laughs> it's it's only one that we haven't seen fall. John Jones, when Jose Aldo lost, even though McGregor was, McGregor was, he was at the top of the top of the business. So I don't want to use that as an example, but we had never seen Aldo be done like that. Never. And then when you see what McGregor did to him, it still was shocking. So you see this from time to time. Shoshanka will get an immediate rematch. And I'm going to call it now. Okay. She's going to go in here the next time around. Barn health. Everything is sharp and cool. She's going to get that belt back. And she's going to get it back viciously. Just like Amanda Nunez did. Mm-hmm. Every once in a while, you got to be reminded, hey, this is the fight game. And you still got to go in here and beat these people who are in front of you. Yeah, you're right. And if you don't do what you got to do, we've seen Leon Edwards take care mm-hmm. of Usman. We've seen Izzy just lose his title <laughs> to Poor. You, if you watch the fight game, you know that these, these superheroes who, who've done what they've done. I mean, we can't ain't taking nothing away from Adesanya. He's still that dude. Yeah. Ain't taking away nothing from Usman. Still that dude, but them boys ain't champs no more. They not. And you want to know why? The head-scratching thing to that, I'm sorry, dude. No, the head-scratching thing to that is these fights that they're losing, they're dominating them before they lose. The entire fight. So I don't the understand what's the... What's the what's the thinking, you know, as a coach? If I'm your coach, Dean, you dominating. I'm like, D, now you know you got this fight won. Stay away. Keep at a distance. And, you know, well, uh, Leon Edwards, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't no way Edwards could keep at a distance because he got kicked. So, uh, but these other fights, like, uh, who, who you just who you just said? Izzy. Izzy. I mean, you just, you just let a man back you yeah. down on the cage and yeah. just. Put your lights out. Didn't have to be in that like, position. And, and, and then with Valentina, like, you literally went to the ground with this girl and you got choked out. Yeah. Like, I don't understand what the, the head-scratching thing for me is some of these tra- champs, some of these great champions that we didn't seen def- defend, the, defend the belt over and over and over and over again. At some point in these fights, this seems like it's a trend here where they get a little lackadaisical. So that has me questioning, like, what their, what's really their focus in these fights when they are winning does does the focus go away and they feel like they got it won mm-hmm. or is it just it's, it's still a fight game you can't never let your guard down mm-hmm. you know so yeah man it's, it's it's just wild to see some of these champions go down the way that they've been going down yeah man just a wild wild time every time we see something like that take place it just mm-hmm. it just really really wild so um yeah all right so let's move along man so that wraps up ufc 285 we got some big fights that are on the horizon uh in the ufc um let's see what the next event is uh, i think that's it was in um i think it's edwards yeah. and um 
and uh, Usman. Usman, yeah, this weekend coming. I don't think that's this weekend. Yeah. Usman 18th. and Elvis is this 18th. weekend? 18th. This weekend at the 18th. I think that's One next weekend. Weekends. Yeah, it's either this weekend or next weekend. But it's close. Well, yeah. yeah. If they, I feel to say if they doing it back to back like that, boy, they hard. Um, let's see, UFC 286. What we got coming up? UFC 286. Usman and Edwards. That date is... What is the date on that? Get it on March the 18th, so that's next Saturday. Next Saturday, okay. Next Saturday, all right. Oh, Usman and Edwards hey. 3, Ooh. all right. And I forget that they have fought uh, one time before Usman that just absolutely uh, destroyed Edwards in, in the yeah. first fight. So I forget about that one. So this is their first fi- third fight, all right. This will so, be over in London. London. Hostile crowd. Hostile crowd. Very excited to see how Usman handles all of this because when champions lose... And they lose in devastating fashion. It is rare that they get the belts back. Mm-hmm. Let's keep that in mind. Izzy and all these guys got these rematches coming up. It is rare mm-hmm. when they lose in devastating fashion. Nunez won the devastating loss. Yeah, she just got choked she out. She got caught yeah, sipping. Got- Shevchenko won the devastating yeah. loss. She got caught sipping. You talk U- about when you get your lights Usman put out. And Izzy <laughs> went to Yeah, to got sleep. their lights put out. Yeah. <laughs> They, they were, they were, they, they were couldn't sleep. continue. Yeah. So we're going to see how that all plays out. UFC 286, March 18th. More coverage here on the sports days as we get close to that. All right, Black, let's go ahead and jump into the NFL combine, specifically Anthony Richardson from the University of Florida. Every year, every year, we get this one stud athlete who just ranks above everybody. And this year, it is Anthony Richardson. No surprise, but wow. What a combine. Black, does Anthony Richardson really make it interesting and potentially go number one overall? Um, I think he can make it interesting, but I don't think he will. Okay. You know, but this kid is, uh, man, he's, he's, a, freak. he's a freak athletic monster, whatever you want to call it, man. All this that. It's <laughs> everything that he did, man. Just, it's, it's amazing. Like, we see this every year from somebody. We've seen it from the number one overall pick last year that the Jaguars got, got from Walker. And we've seen it from him in the combine. Now you've seen it from a quarterback. I mean, what, he had the, what, the fastest 40 time for a quarterback, D? And the jump. Oh, and, and the fact, the, 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 uh, the best vertical jump uh, out of uh, quarterback. So, man, this kid here is ultra talented, man. Uh, like I told D a few times, I said D, it would it, it wouldn't shock me if he went one, but I need him to go to the right situation because he got a lot of growing he needs to do. He got to get with the right coaching, and I don't know if a team like the Colts or or Houston or someone like that. I was telling you D, I was like, right, if he could get someone like Carolina with Frank Wright, a quarterback guru type of guy that'd be awesome for him but you know we're gonna see what happened this thing's going to be interesting they said after the after he's showing at the combine uh all the gms and the coaches were wild uh with yeah, what man. he was doing and then they also said that uh, cj stroud uh he had a lot good. of people head spinning he as really well good. so man it's, it's it's gonna be interesting to see what happened to these quarterbacks d because it's, it's it's heating up to look like it might, it might be a top heavy quarterback uh, draft man, depending on the, the movement of this draft, I seen that Chicago said they're going to hold put for right now at number one. So it, this, this, it's going to get interesting the closer we get to to April for the draft. D, but shout out to uh, Ar uh, on a amazing combine. Look, man, coming in, man. I mean, it was 
you look, can you, I can't even get it out. Take a look at the man. <laughs> the man's six foot four, six foot five, 250 pounds of granite rock. He doesn't look real. And then what you thought he was going to do out there, t shirt and shorts? He's going to bring everybody to shame. But the tape don't lie. The University of Florida under him, starter, went six and six. Mm. Okay? No matter what you feel, if it was a down year or not for the University of Florida, they recruit talent. Mm -hmm. There's talent on the field if you are in orange and blue and you play for the Gators. You might not have the best of the best talent, but it's talent out there. And Anthony Richardson struggled in a lot of a lot of key quarterback areas. Mm -hmm. Now, can all those things be worked on and be developed and be fixed? Sure they can. I'm not for one second thinking Anthony Richardson is just going to be a bust. He's not going to work out in the league. Absolutely not. But like Black said, and I agree, he has to go to the right situation. In a perfect world, he needs to land in Seattle. I think that would be the perfect spot for him. Gino just got re-signed today uh, for a three-year deal for $100 million. So that gives him at least one year if he's sitting behind Gino in that office. Why do I say Seattle? A stable organization, mm -hmm. a healthy organization. This fan base are loyal out there to Seattle. You don't hear any type of negative things coming out of Seattle the whole time Russ was there there was no issues there Pete Carroll is by God a human library for football mm -hmm. like in everything that's going on I think that would be a sound place for him to go to learn and sit behind Gino DK Metcalf and all those boys who are out there like he'd be able to be in a nice culture out there to help him develop and then get his opportunity a year or two from now. And who, who, who who's to say that Gino is just not on the, the up track right now? Yeah. Who's to say Gino not going to hold it down? Mm -hmm. That would be good for Anthony Richardson if that's the case too. You know what I mean? So could he go up as high as number two to the Houston, Texas? I'm going to say yeah. D'Amico Ryan's and his staff could be sitting around somewhere and say, you know what? We coming in from scratch anyway. If CJ Stroud is not there or Bryce Young is not there, I think Bryce Young's gonna go number one overall. But if CJ Stroud and Anthony Richards are sitting right there, mm. if they're sitting right there, I believe that it is gonna be a massive hard decision for them to not take Anthony Richardson. If it was me, and I'm just gonna be real, if I was making the call at number two and it was between Anthony Richardson and CJ Stroud, give me Anthony Richardson. Mm -hmm. Give him to me. Give him to me. Because in Houston, I believe in D'Amico Ryans. I believe he's going to have everything in place to allow Anthony Richardson to develop. Develop. That's just me. So, this is going to be interesting to watch. Yeah. Will the Bears come out of one and Houston goes up to one? Now we talking, baby. Mm -hmm. What are we going to really be looking at? You look down here, who needs quarterbacks? Is the Colts, do they get involved? Do they rise up? We know they, their their uh, owner is looking for anything to get them hype in Indianapolis. You don't think he would like to shake it up and bring in Anthony Richardson as the number one pick overall? <laughs> so pay attention to what's going on. Be careful with the Tennessee Titans sitting at eleven. And 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 I think and D and I think we seen this a few years ago. And I want to get your uh, thoughts on this. Mm -hmm. We seen this a year a few years ago with Jared Goff and uh, Carson Wentz. Their draft when they had, uh, I think Josh Allen was in there. 
It was uh, it was another it was one more quarterback. I can't think off the top of the name of my head, but these four guys: Anthony, uh, C.J. Stroud, um, guy from out, Bryce Young, yep. Anthony Richardson, and Will Levis. Do you see them probably going off early in these top what? Let's say seven picks. Maybe, all four of them. All, all four of them because these guys had outside of Bryce Young, these guys had good showings at the combine. They 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 throw the ball really good. They test it well. Like you know, Anthony Richardson just blow out the water what they did. You know, but they still tested well. You know, do you see this draft seeing the quarterbacks go earlier than later once again in a draft in a in a draft like this with I, these four guys? I think all four of those guys are going by ten. Okay. I think they're going by ten. Chicago, Houston, Indianapolis, Seattle, uh, the Raiders definitely need a quarterback. Uh, Carolina, they're at nine. Atlanta, they're at eight. <laughs> like, yeah, mm-hmm. all all four of them gonna be on. Okay. By you, okay. by the time you get to ten, where the Philadelphia Eagles gonna pick at? All those quarterbacks will be out of here. Okay. Would would and would you say these four guys is? Could you would you say this might be like ultra talented? Most talent, no, like no, we've seen in one draft no. from these four guys as good Mm-mm. as as good as they are and how athletic they are. Like it seems like the quarterbacks get more athletic and more better and throw a better deep ball than quarterbacks in the past. I've seen someone talking about that because all four of these guys, man, they are very well athletic and I mean they throw the ball crazy, D. So I'm and I just can't wait to see how Bryce Young do at his pro day, even though he didn't throw. And you got to think he gonna be lights out, lights out as well, and he gonna make things a little difficult too for those for those for those other quarterbacks. Yeah, I, as far as most talented in, in in recent drafts, I'm gonna say no. As far if they're talented, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, C.J. Stroud had a fantastic combine. Anthony Richardson killed the combine. Uh, Bryce Young is gonna do his thing at his pro day and be put up there in the conversation too. And Will Levis, he did fine in the combine as well. But I think each year, year in and year out, what is the one position in football that you have to get right? It's the quarterback position. Quarterback position. Yeah. That's why so many of them get, get taken okay. as high as they get uh, taken. Like, I hate to say it right now, Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston is going to be considered an afterthought after the Saints release him. Yeah, you're right. He's going to be an afterthought after the Saints release him due to the Derek Carr signing. We're going to get to that in a second. But... You, it, I use James as example because sometimes it just doesn't work out. It don't. It and, just doesn't work out. And so not you just, just him. never know. Him and Mariota went one two, and one these and guys could be out the thoughts in the league. They could be out of the league, bro. Out of the league. Yeah, you're right. So you have to get the position right, and that's why guys like Will Levis, who I, me personally, I do not see what no one else sees mm-hmm. because I watched the game versus Vanderbilt, where he. And the Kentucky Wildcats lost to them. (laughs) And he was absolutely Mm god-awful. But the one thing that's saving grace that he'll get, they'll tell me it's the SEC, but in the same breath, they'll tell me Vanderbilt was trash the sentence before. Which one is it? (laughs) Which one is it, bro? So Will Levis has talent. Yes, he does. I watched Will Levis give away the game versus Ole Miss. Driving down the field, you on the 15-yard line, getting ready to get a potential touchdown, and you fumble the rock. So, you just don't know. Yeah. You just don't know. But, yes, they're going to go in the top 10. And, yes, you are totally correct. That's why they go that high. So, the combine's been wrapped up. Now, you got some pro days getting ready to take place. The draft is in April. April 27th through the 29th. So, we're next month. We're getting ready for the NFL draft. It's like the NFL is kind of turning into the NBA where just because the season is over doesn't mean (laughs) everything else is over, too. And free agency next week. 
on the so 14th. There you go. <laughs> Franchise tags and all that being given out. Uh, Pollard from the Cowboys got tagged today. Um, Evan Ingram for the Jacksonville Jaguars got tagged today. Uh, Lamar Jackson should on be his way of being tagged. He should be tagged by 4 p.m. on Tuesday. So you got the tag. Uh, Daniel Jones or uh, Saquon Barley, one of them gonna get the tag. Um, before uh tomorrow at Tuesday at 4 p.m. too. So just a lot going on out there. And as we get ready for free agency, we'll keep it close. All right. So more NFL news. Derek Carr. Derek Carr signed a four-year, $150 million deal to be with the New Orleans Saints. He got $100 million of that guaranteed. Black, what do you think about the move for Derek Carr to New Orleans? And does this in a division now where there's no stability at quarterback, <clears throat> Did Derek Carr do the right thing for him, and would the Saints benefit from that due to the divisional situation? I think I think he did because he went to the most talented team. Mm. He, he Alvin Kamara got well, young, good wide receivers on the outside, so I think he went to the most talented team. Uh, defense is still legit. Top five. Around. Their problem has been quarterback play, and hopefully Derek Carr, uh, my last pick for the uh, MVP of the National <laughs> Football League. Hopefully he can yeah. have a better showing in New Orleans, but I like him going there because I didn't want to see him go to the Jets, even though the Jets are ultra talented. You know they got a lot of young yeah, talent they as are. well. They are. But as far as uh, you know, coaching, good offensive coordinator. He went to New Orleans where they got a good OC, good coach. So it's going to. I like to see him in New Orleans and see what they'll be able to do with him and that talent in the backfield and on the outsides. D. So it's going to be especially with and and the. He's still going to have Taysom Hill there, so it's going to be interesting how they use both of those guys. Yeah, I like the move for Carr. Uh, New Orleans has always been a state, well, not always, but they've been a staple franchise since Sean Payton was there. Um, the AFC South is absolutely in disarray. It, it is. I mean, the Saints should, I mean, we don't know what's going to happen between now and week one, but as right now, Desmond Ritter is the starting quarterback for the Atlanta Falcons. Um, I don't even know who the starter is potentially for the Carolina Panthers, and Cal Trask is the starting quarterback for the Tampa Bay Bucks currently. I mean, if Derek Carr and the New Orleans Saints can't win that division running away, all right, now we got a real problem, but I don't think that's going to happen, okay? Derek Carr has always been a middle-of-the-pack quarterback who's been talented. He's been a leader, smart guy, but he just hadn't had his chance to get over the hump. We've seen it in several situations in the NFL. You might have spent 10 years or so in one area, but you go to a new area, you might get two or three years where you're just really doing your thing, knocking at the door maybe to a conference championship or something like that. I, I mean, personally, I would like to see Derek Carr win. I would like to see him in a situation where he could just have an opportunity to advance in the playoffs, get a deep run in the playoffs. I personally would like to see that for Derek Carr. I'm a fan of the guy's game. And and out there with the Raiders, man, my God. The man had eight. His first six years of the year, he had six different offensive coordinators. He did. He had four in eight years in the, with the Raiders, I believe. He had five different head coaches. Now, he's never had stability there. And him and Josh McDaniels just never hit it off. Never did. Differences of, differences of opinions. And when you looked at that team last year with the Raiders, you was like, hey, bro, this could be it. But it just didn't work out. So I'm happy for Carr to get this chance. He's in a sweet spot right now in the NFC South. And we just have to see how it plays out. It should go really, really well. Like Black said, you got outside receivers with good speed and good hands. You got a decent running game, top five defense, which he's never had. Never. He's never okay. had a top five defense because Lord knows the Raiders' defenses throughout <laughs> the years has been absolutely abysmal. Yeah. So Derek Carr, new New Orleans Saints quarterback, four years, $150 million, $100 million of that 
fully guaranteed soon as that ink dried on the contract. My boy had a hundred million. Sixty million at signing with the with the hundred million. Big cash. Big cash, big cash. <laughs> All right, Black. All right, the rumors are rumbling that King Henry, Derrick Henry, and the Tennessee Titans uh, relationship is over. All right, the Saints are, I mean, excuse me, the Titans have let teams know that Derrick Henry is on the trade block. Black, Derrick Henry has been the most polarizing, powerful, uh, uh, just, just amazing running back talent that we have seen in quite some time. Size, speed, strength, real freak athlete. Could have been the MVP of the league a couple of years ago, which I believe that he should have got that award. But now he's in a position now where he suffered a couple of injuries the last couple of years. He just ain't the same King Henry. Would you like to see him in a different situation? And how do you feel about the marriage with him and Tennessee being over? Oh, uh, yeah, man. He And we talked about this earlier. He did all he could do at Tennessee, man. And Tennessee is a situation where they don't know who that quarterback going to uh, is going to be. I'm pretty sure Tannehill going to get the boot as well, too. Probably. Uh, so we don't know exactly what they're going to do. Some they have a lot of they have always had a good defense, but some of the guys are uh, unrestricted free agents and free agents. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens, what they do with King Henry. Uh, the teams that I've seen that's that's going to be after him, I love it. Kansas City, Dallas, mm-hmm. uh, Buffalo. Mm-hmm. I'd love to see him at any one of those teams. Mm-hmm. If, if I had to pick one off the top of my head now, it would be the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. I would love to see him with the Cowboys. And they just showed him at the basketball game in Dallas. Dallas. So I don't mm-hmm. know what that was about, but he was there. So, yeah, um, yeah man, I know he's going to have some suitors, you know, and I'm pretty yeah. sure he's going to go to a team where he can, 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 can compete for a championship. Because Derrick Henry has literally been the workhorse for the Tennessee Titans over the past six years. And, you know, he deserved his moment. What, led the league in rushing, what, three out of the six years, D? Mm-hmm. Three, three, four, either three two, or either four years out of the six 2, years. 2,000-yard rusher. Yeah, 2,000-yard rushers that he was in the league with the Titans. So, yeah, D, I, I, I don't feel bad about this one, but I hope he lands somewhere with a contending team to try to win him a Super Bowl. Yeah, it's just time. It's just time. He spent a bulk of his career in Tennessee, and whatever the max that he could experience there, it's been done. Tennessee is not going to win a Super Bowl. Tennessee might even make the playoffs next year. Tennessee scratched and they clawed to try to get to an opportunity to make the playoffs. Of course, they lost that final game to the Jags um, uh, to end the season where the Jags won the AFC South. But their run is over. Now, Coach Vrabel is a really good ball coach. Mm-hmm. Man, down in Tennessee, you're not just going to roll up in there and get a win. You're going to have to earn your wins going to play Tennessee, whether they're a good team or not. But you're not going to win with Ryan Tannehill. <clears throat> There's nothing out there. A.J. Brown is long gone. The defense is getting a little bit, starting to get a little bit older. The offensive line is starting to break down, and Derrick Henry needs to get out of there. He needs to get out of there. Kansas City, Dallas, Buffalo, those are attractive areas for Derrick Henry. But if I'm Derrick Henry, I want to go to a situation where I don't have to be the sole guy. I want to split carries now. So instead of me getting 30 to 32 carries a game, I need to be getting 15 to 16 carries a game. I need to be the third down back. I need to be the uh, uh, fourth in inches back. That's what I need to be if I'm Derrick Henry. So 
I would love to see him in a new situation. I think we're going to see him in a new situation. He's in the last year of his deal, of his contract that he signed three years ago. So he'll be an easy pickup uh, for one of these teams. Ultimately, he'll probably just be released by Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't see nobody <coughs> trading for him to get that uh, contract under their belts. So he'll be released, and he'll be able to go where he wants to go. And uh, let's see how much more time we can get with Big King Henry because he has been, uh, man, he has been a sight to see just in the National Football League. And despite the last two years, he has been relatively healthy in his career mm-hmm. and really steamrolling dudes. So shout out to King Henry. It's time for him to have a change, and I fully support him getting that change, okay? All right, Black, some more NFL news. Let's get down here and talk about the home team, man, the Jacksonville Jaguars, all right? Calvin Ridley has been freed of his year-long suspension, reinstated uh, by the National Football League uh, this week to start uh, activities down here in Jacksonville. Uh, with T-Law and the crew Um, We've been talking about Cameron Ridley Here and there of what we uh, Would like to see but now it's here Now he is a part of the 53 man Roster I saw on um, uh, The Jacksonville Jaguars line on Bleach Report that Him and Trevor Lawrence have already Started throwing they've already started Throwing All right, so I don't know When they started throwing but I saw Today that Trevor Lawrence and Cameron Ridley have already Been throwing all right, so that's a great sign. That lets me know two things. That lets me know that Trevor has a firm understanding of what you got to do in the offseason to get ready to compete at the highest level to compete for a championship. Calvin Ridley is going to provide something that the Jaguars need. He's a big body receiver who's going to be able to get over the top, strong hands. You'll be able to put him at the X, the Y, the Z, and move him around. But ultimately, he's going to free up Christian Kirk. He's going to free up Zay Jones underneath. He's going to free up Evan Green Ingram underneath. Going to add another dynamic due to the very versatile running game from the Jags. Now it's going to be complementary with the passing game. So this is something to be excited about. And hopefully throughout this offseason that Ridley and Lawrence, uh, Dougie P and everybody involved can get on the same uh, track. But I'm going to keep it real. Next year, the Jaguars, nobody going to be saying, oh, we didn't see the Jazz coming. Uh -uh. (laughs) Uh-uh. The Jaguars are on the radar. And when you teams got to play the Jags or the Jags got to go visit somebody, there will be work put in. It will be. Will be. So, Black, what do you think about it? Kevin really officially reinstated. I'm excited excited about it, man. You know, I'm excited that he's a Jag. He's got reinstated. It took him long enough to do it, but he's here now. And I'm excited about it. I just want to remind people. People are like, well, I don't know if he's a true number one. Well, yes, he is. The last time we seen the guy, he had 94 catches for over 1,400 yards with nine touchdowns with Matt Ryan as his quarterback. So, and I'm not saying Matt Ryan's a good quarterback. He's the MVP. Trevor Lawrence is a great quarterback. He's a good quarterback. So, I... He's had some time away, so I, I but you know he's going to be some rust there. Maybe trying to get back to you know things get getting back to what they what they need to be. But he's definitely a number one receiver in my opinion. D. I think the Jaguars. Uh, this was a steal for them with Atlanta. You know, being able to give up a fourth round or a fifth round, whatever it was, and then if he was to re-sign, it becomes a second second round pick. But uh, man, to have him with with uh, Christian Kirk, Zay Jones. Marvin Ingram, I mean Evan Ingram, I mean it's gonna it's, it's it's gonna be scary to watch. You know, literally, Trevor is gonna be able to have his pick of what he wanted, who he wanted to throw it to, and uh, 
man, like someone said today on the radio, they was like, man, this might be the best receiver Jacksonville done had since uh, Jimmy Smith and getting uh, Ridley. So, you know, uh, I don't know about that, but uh, it's exciting to have a, a, a top guy, a number one guy here in Jacksonville that's could, that could be a real threat and can do some damage. So I can't wait. I can't wait, D. We'll see what they, they do in the uh, free agency and the draft and add more pieces to what they already have. Because you literally have, what, over 70-something percent of your offense back yeah. plus him. So it's going to be scary to watch, D. Hopefully, you know, Jaff- Jacksonville can get to that next level with the addition of uh, Calvin Ridley. We're going to see what happens. Yeah, it's going to be exciting to see, man. Long way to go. Hopefully, everything's being done in the offseason that needs to be done. We get the training camp. Everybody stays healthy. And then once we get to week one, wherever the Jaguars will be, um, hopefully we will have some good chemistry developed um, with Ridley and the rest of the receivers and Lawrence. All right. So I have full faith and full confidence. I think Calvin really is going to have a, uh, a chip on the shoulder, especially, you know, what people questioning is he's still capable. I mean, I would feel a way too. So I'm <laughs> sure he's going to be extra motivated to remind people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm still like that for real. Mm. I'm still like that. Now you around here with 16, who put the NFL on notice last year. And if I think I know who Trevor Lawrence is, man, look out, bro. Look out. The work that's going to be put in, what we can see on the field. But we have plenty of time to talk about that as we get closer and closer to the NFL season. All right? All right, man. So those are our uh, icebreakers for the show. We're getting ready to get into the National Basketball League. Get ready to review the week that it was from, I think it was... February the 19th No the 26th February the 26th Alright It's ridiculous It's obvious what's being done out here It's on a nightly basis I hope the world can see now What's really going on now LeBron James Le- LeBron James It's time Once again what did you do in camp? All right, let's go ahead and get into the National Football League. And before we get to basketball, man, we got to talk, uh, obviously, what's going on out there uh, with Ja Morant of the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, Black, I'm going to go first uh, on this one. Um, so, Ja has been suspended, all right, uh, for two games, but that would turn into much longer. Ja's going to miss more than two games. Um, over the past, so I'm going to say two to three months, we've heard some stories of Ja Morant. We've heard about the situation with the Indiana Pacers staff, where allegedly a confrontation took place between some staff of the Pacers and Ja Morant and his team, and allegedly a gun with a laser uh, was pointed at one of the staffers. Um, and then after that, we heard about John Moran having some pickup basketball with some of the high school's finest in Memphis come to his house to play some basketball. And one of the marquee players in the city and John Moran got into it and John Moran allegedly got into it with the young man, put his hands on him, ran in the house, grabbed a pistol and showed his pistol off. Um, to the young man, allegedly. These are all alleged facts. None of this is guaranteed that it took place. So I want to put allegedly out there. All right. So that started the swarm of the conversation of John Morant. We've seen it all over, man. ESPN, uh, Fox Sports 1. We've talked about it a, a little bit here on the sports desk. And now we're in a situation that coming off a loss 
on Friday night in Denver. He finds himself at a strip club and having the time of his life. And now we got a gun just being just brandished out for everybody to see in a real um, immature and wild way. All right. So for me, I'm from the inner city. Okay. I'm from the inner city. A lot of my friends are from the inner city. We all grew up in. We grew up in cultures, man, where let's just say we've seen a lot of stuff. All right. We've know a lot of a lot of guys when we've all had a decision, man, to participate in the streets. OK, now in this situation, I can't put myself in John Morant's shoes when you talk about being drafted number two in the draft and walking upon a $200 million contract, being signed by Nike, being the face of Powerade, having all this money and this power. I can't speak on that. I don't know how that feels. I'll never know how that feels to be drafted in the league and all that stuff. But the one thing that comes to mind with this situation, yes, does John Morant need support right now? Yeah, he does. Does John Morant need help in a lot of ways to set himself up to be or to have a successful life with the gifts and the opportunities he's been given, yes, he does need that. But I'm going to go back to what I've been saying. Who is around this young man? Who is around him? How did we get to the point? Jaws a grown man, going to do what he want to do. But how did we get to the point where... This behavior at some point in time by those around him was deemed to be okay. This behavior is not okay. Jalen Rose said it beautifully with this one line that he said over the weekend, and it stuck to me, and it was it was very powerful to me. He said, when you get drafted, you go from hoping to make it, scratching and clawing, nickels to dimes, dollars to five dollars. Now you become the leader of your household, your family, everything around you. You are the guy. Things don't go unless you say they go. So what comes with that? That comes with a lot of yes men. That comes with a lot of people who get around you and say, yeah, ja, yeah, ja, yeah, ja, yeah. That gets a lot of people around you say, oh, bro, yeah, bro, you ain't nobody going to do nothing with you, bro. You John Morant. Rules don't apply to you. You John Morant. Bro, do what you want to do, bro. That's what comes with it. But now we're at the point now where John Morant is, is in a lot of trouble. Okay? John Morant might not play another basketball game this season. The NFL, the NBA is now involved investigating. The Memphis police are now mm-hmm. investigating. The Denver police are now investigating. John Moran has a lot of things besides basketball that he has to get in order. And the number one thing that he has to get right is himself. It's himself. See, you can't run. You can't run to. Tr- you, you shouldn't want to run the trouble. You shouldn't want to run the trouble. So I'm going to get a little deeper here. You want to wave around your pistol. People want to portray an image. You in the NBA, and this is how my mind works. Let's say Ernest made it to the league. Black. Let's say Black made it to the league. Top guy. He get in the league. He making all his bread. I would like to think that I would still be with Black with everything that he's doing. Like and we will be moving. We will be moving city to city, blah, 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 blah. And Black around here toting pistols and showing his gun and all that. And if nobody's stepping in, 
and saying, hey, bro, we getting ready to go to Chicago. And somebody in Chicago might want to say, oh, let's see if you're really about that for real. And then you leave Chicago and then you want to fly to Miami. Let's see if you're really about that for real, bro. You want to leave from Miami. Now you got to go out to L.A. Let's see if you're really about that for real. Now there's other dangers involved. Where's the people around say, "Jaw, like, look, bro, let's be cool. Like, we doing the season, bro. You trying to do your thing, playoffs, MVP, whatever. Like, we about business. Like, we got to handle this like businessmen. I'm just speaking on direction. Now, am I, am I saying that it's easy for me to say that because I'm not in his shoes? Yeah, it's easy for me to say that because I'm not in his shoes. I don't know the pressures that a guy like John Morant or Zion Williamson or Jason Tatum or these guys. I don't know the pressures. They have to be really tough. But at the same time, bro, who is around this young man? I'm not there going to bring T. Morant into this equation, but I am going to say this. As a father, as a father who is very, very, very involved in my son's lives, and T. Morant seems like he's very involved in his son's life, when is T. Morant and those close Going to take Ja and say, Ja, it's time to listen now. It's time to listen. I'm not saying that hadn't already happened because Ja, a grown man, a grown man. I hate this for him and I hate this for the league. And more importantly, I hate this because of the conversation that is coming with it. This young man needs to get it together and realize the opportunities that he has. Don't squander them away. Put the people who will push you towards greatness, the people who will push you towards staying focused. You can't have nobody around you who is not as passionate as you are about what you got going on. You can't. Everybody has to be locked in. Everybody has to be locked in to the common goal. And if we don't have that, this when we get videos on Instagram live at three something in the morning, looking perked out, drunk, gun waving around. That's what we doing. What the hell are we celebrating at three in the morning? We just lost to the Denver Nuggets. It don't look great. He says he's getting the help that he needs. I don't really know about that statement that was put out there by if it was by him or if it was fabricated by somebody else. I don't know. I'm not going to dig that deep. But John Moran needs to get it together, man. He really, really does, man, because it's not just about him. It's not, bro. It's not just about him. It's about the generation that he's in and the generation to come and all of those who will be impacted, man, by, by, by just the behavior, man. Ain't blaming the kid. I ain't blaming him. Coming from the inner city, I know how hard it could be to be like, man, I can't really mess with that like that, bro. Or I'm going to try to do it a different way and, and not have my life impacted in with these things that come with it, man. So I hope John Moran gets right. I hope he gets back on the court. I hope he learns from this. I hope he matures from this. And most importantly, I hope he understands the opportunity that he has. This is not a normal thing when kids... Come up and they hoop and they get to the left. It's not normal. That's why we know LeBron as LeBron. 
That's why we know Dwayne Wade and Michael Jordan and Allen Iverson and Kobe Bryant. We these guys are the people who we look to be like, yo, these dudes really did it, bro. That's why we know y'all. Because y'all was chosen to be given a certain type of gift. Don't flush it down the toilet, Ja. Don't flush it down the toilet. Hope he get the help what he need, get the help he needs, and we can see him back doing a lot better. Black, what's your thoughts? Yeah, man, this situation is uh it's, 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 it's a sad one when you really think about it. And uh, the times that me and you talked about it, D, you know, we we just seen everything on Twitter from, you know, all the stories about Ja. They they got the uh, eight-mile clip with the rap battle saying Ja ain't this, Ja ain't that, and just all the negativity around what's going on with Ja. And you, it had, at first, it had, it, I was kind of laughing at it, but first you sit back and really think and really look and really look at him and be like, man, this is like, this is some serious stuff. This is a 23-year-old kid, you know, just turned 23 years old, and he literally, literally is on the verge of losing everything, yep. you know? And and for me, D, I want to go back to something that you said. Like, we coming up, we kept a, 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 a tight circle. Mm-hmm. We kept we we had guys around us that we were going that were going to hold each, each other accountable. Right. You know, and then you get guy you have guys around you that your so called friends or whoever they may be best friend loyal who whatever. If these guys ain't never if they if these guys around you are not able to hold you accountable for what you're doing, those are not real friends. Right. The reason why Ernest can say that because I have that. And I've had that for over 30 years. Mm-hmm. You being who you are, the platform you have, you have to have people around you. You see it every day in the league. Look at LeBron James. Look at some of these other superstars who care the way they carry themselves, who are around them. You, it's a way that you carry yourself. And your actions or whatever that you're doing is causing you to be on the verge of having nothing. And I told this to D, the thing that makes me so sad about the whole thing is, bro, you got a little girl who just turned two years old. Mm. You have kids. You have mm. a, I mean, you have a child mm. who's more than likely probably seeing this or came across this. Mm. Maybe sitting in the living room with her mother or with the grandparents or whoever. And I just feel bad for Ja because Ja got a lot of work to do. Mm-hmm. And man, to see that video from Saturday D, I'm just like, man, this is I, this is wild to me. Coming from a generation that generation that we come from, D, um, people had people had guns, people had people had people had guns and stuff, but just to pull them out and wave them around and show. That one no no we I was taught as a a young child if you pull a gun out you pulling it out to use it mm-hmm. not to show it out but this generation of kids man they pull it out put it all on social media Twitter Instagram live whatever whatever it may be like it's a game no holding a gun holding a pistol is not a game bro no it's not especially for you so D I. I'm this this thing is really it's it's really disgusting, it's really nasty that he has this going on, man. And 
it's no it's no one around him. T. Martin, like, what are you really doing? Shoot, Ja. He's he's responsible for everything that you got. So you what you just chilling, not wanting to be a father anymore? Not talking to him? I know he's responsible for everything you have. Cause you the one that pushed him to be to be this basketball player, had him on the court, learning his craft to do what he do to get to the NBA. So you didn't sit back and chill and just reaping the benefits of what Jai is. Bought you a nice big house next to him, car, what whatever it may be, money, clothes, whatever it may be. And Ja Morant is literally on the verge of losing it all, D. And I sit and think, like, I'm looking at the situation. If you got the Denver police the NBA and whoever else investigating this D you don't think something bad is finna come out of this quite possibly I, yeah. it's it's pretty strong that it's two games gonna be a lot more if not the rest of the season in my opinion Nike they gonna be like oh, man we ain't released this shoe yet yeah you put out a statement but like you said, D, that, that well, statement, too. that statement, they are waiting, they waiting too to, to, to see the evidence, mm. which is probably not going to be good if, if you're looking at it. Because Shannon Sharp said something today, they was like, think about it, he was in Denver, Colorado. Skip said it. He was in Denver, Colorado after a game on Friday night. How in the heck would he have gotten a gun in a nightclub? You ain't gonna buy it after the game. So that mean that, that gun somehow got on the plane. Allegedly. Allegedly. Sorry. Allegedly. Somehow. I'm pretty sure you none of your homeboys ain't hanging out in Denver that you can just go scoop up and go to the strip club. So I D, I I, I don't know what it is, but I do want to say this like John Morant, man. If you just so happen to hear this, because I know you're hearing a lot of stuff right now. You have to change your surroundings and the people who are around you. Look in the mirror, hold yourself accountable for the things that have been taking place, the things you've done, the things you said, your actions. You have to change this around because you are still a young kid who could potentially have it all or has it all. Has it all. <laughs> and you can lose it in the blink of an eye because something's so stupid. Don't be that guy, John Morant. Don't be that guy because this will not be good for you or for your family or for your little child. You have to use your head. You have to make smart decisions. Yes, you're super young, 23-year-old, whatever it may be, but you have to make wise decisions. Yeah, where you come from, all that old blue block. We've seen plenty of people come from terrible situations but know a way to keep their head on straight or have the right people around them. So D, I hope, man, that he could he he can come out on the other side of this and and, and catch a catch another break, D. But I just don't know. We just don't know. Is it looking good for Ja? I don't think so. I think I I think Adam Silver, and I'm pretty sure Adam Silver being here in it too. So you gotta think if this stuff come out to be true or allegedly all this and that, he probably gonna drop the bomb on Ja. Well, we're gonna have to wait and see. We gonna and have to wait this, and see. This, this, and, and I'm not. I'm not saying that's. I'm. I'm hope that doesn't happen. But from what we're seeing and the, some of the stuff that's been done allegedly, 
it, 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 it's, it's, it's not sitting right right now. D. Right. So for me, man, I just wish him the best. His family, his family, his child, his, his girlfriend, whoever is in the situation in the negative light who shouldn't be a part of that. Josh need to get his stuff together, D. Yeah, and, 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 and by any means, you know, I speak for black too. Like, we ain't trying to sound like the moral police or sound like nobody's daddy or nobody anything like that. And it's easy for me and black to talk about it. Anybody else? Shannon, Skip, Steven. It's easy. It's easy for us to talk. And it's easy for us to throw out their suggestions and all. It's very, very, very easy. I think the core of this whole thing is just two, two simple things. John knowing what his opportunity and what he has in front of him and then who and what is around him for him to maximize him getting the best out of this opportunity that he can. That's it. Everything that come with it, there's no Allen Iverson. We know Allen Iverson's story. Stephen A. Smith said it today, if y'all just knew some of the stuff, if they, because we didn't have Twitter or Instagram or none of that, that, that Allen Iverson and Carmelo Anthony and different guys, and he's right about that. John Morant, this is not the first. He mm-hmm. ain't the first. We just live in an era mm-hmm. where kids like John can pick up the phone or go on IG Live and do what he did. Allen Iverson, them just ain't have it. They have social media. That's what I'm saying. So this ain't the first time. But the NBA is in a tough spot with Ja. They're going to do their investigations. They're going to do everything they need to get. And then we'll go from there. I think Ja Morant might not play a game this year. Another game for the rest of the year. I just think he might be done. I think he might be suspended indefinitely and he have to go on about his way because now there has to be some type of work to put in socially for Ja. Nike. He just signed a $100 million. I, I learned this today, $100 million uh, deal to be the new face of Powerade. Got that in the tuck. Nike. Another $100 million from Nike. $200 million from the Pelicans. We're talking about $400 million in less than a year's time. But this is an opportunity he's been given. So, well wishes to John Morant. I hope he gets what he needs so that he can continue his career and everything he's going on at the highest level possible. But this ain't a good look. It's just not. We got to be honest. We got to be real about it. This is not great. This is not something that we needed to see. It has to be better. And I would hate to see an opportunity go down the drain for this young man. Due to the fact that he doesn't have a conscience enough to say, you know what? We just can't move like this. This is just not the way that we need to be moving. And as a result of that not being said, here we are. Here we are. So we'll be keeping up with the John Morant story. And uh, we will be, you know, bringing you whatever information that comes about it. And, of course, we'll be giving our thoughts and opinion on that. All right, Black Sunday. This past Sunday, we had a hell of a game, man. The Phoenix Suns and the Dallas Mavericks put on a beautiful, beautiful basketball game. Phoenix getting the win, 130-126. Listen to these numbers if you didn't get a chance to hear the game, watch the game, or know what happened. The four superstars in this game, Kevin Durant, 37. Devin Booker, 36. Kyrie Irving 30 and Luka Doncic 34. Luka missing a game tying potential layup to take it to overtime with three seconds left. Luka just missing a bunny. A layup bunny rammed out and the Phoenix Suns getting the win. We'll get into the little skirmish between him and Booker in a second. But Black, what did you what did you what did you gain from this game? What did you learn from this game? And man, 
This is the third game for the Phoenix Suns, and this is what we getting from Durant, man. What was your thoughts on yesterday, man, Suns and Mavs? Well, it, it ain't no surprise that Mavericks still blowing leads, giving up leads because they it's nobody but but Luka and Kyrie out there, man. No defense, no no nothing. You know, this was just an old-fashioned shootout. You know what I mean, Dallas couldn't – I mean, Phoenix couldn't stop, us, stop nothing either. But uh, on the other side, they had Kevin Durant, who made big-time buckets, and um, – uh, Devin Booker who made big time buckets as well. So it literally came down to who could uh who got the who got the ball last and then Luca missed the layup to potentially tied and that's just that's just bad luck, man. Luca make them so so many times it just didn't roll his way that time. But uh man, if he, like to see that Durant only took what was sixteen shots there if I'm not mistaken. I think he had like 17, 16, 17 shots, like with with thirty what, thirty seven? With thirty seven. He played That's, 40 it's, minutes it's, yesterday. It's, it's wild, bro, to think about. And I couldn't even tell you what uh, uh, Chris Paul's stat line was, but I'm pretty sure he had over 10 assists almost. So uh, He had seven, actually. Yeah, seven. Oh, okay. Well, he man, had seven. Look, um, Deep Booker had 10. The, wow, that's that's crazy. <laughs> and, man, like to see, to see the way that they are playing – that that shows you, man, they're gonna be able to score the ball at a clip. They're gonna be able to do what whatever they need to do. And we said this on the last episode, like the way they uh the way that they look and the thing is not gonna be that. It comes in the regular season it's so different from the playoffs. Like mm-hmm. you gotta be able to stop somebody. You gotta be able to stop and there really wasn't much stopping going on in this game. <laughs> so uh not I'm not all. I'm not I'm not shocked, D. Kevin Durant is gonna be Kevin Durant. You putting them around Ultra talented players like Devin Booker, Chris Paul, and uh, DeAndre Ayton. So I'm, I don't. They it's scary, D. But I'm still gonna hang on what I said last week, D. They ain't gonna be able to stop a cold. Who's that? The, the Suns on the, the Mavericks. Oh, neither one, neither one, neither one. When it come play, because they both gonna make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And the thing gonna be if you ain't out scoring them, uh, if you if you ain't out scoring them and you ain't stopping them, what the series gonna look like? Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm not in in the playoffs. You know everything become half court D. Mm-hmm. You got to get stops D up. You you, you got to do that. But uh, it's entertaining to watch. I tell you that I enjoyed it. It felt like a playoff game. It did. <laughs> it felt like a playoff game. So I'm happy to see KD. Some in it, it. It just feel like he in a better situation. You know what I'm saying? It seemed like he playing a lot freely. He's a little what what it was his third game back. Yep. So it seemed like he playing a lot freely. Seemed like he was he playing how he was playing when he was in Golden State. Yep. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Don't see like he got a lot of pressure on him. He just out there playing basketball, and it's always good to see. Now the whole conversation about he the best in the league in three games back, y'all come on now, let's stop this about him being the best the best in the league in three games back. I I I, I I'm they need, I think they need to chill on that, bro. It's a whole lot of ball left. You know, so hey, look. He made yeah. he made that conversation real interesting though. Yeah, bro, look. <laughs> look, I he definitely look. did. We gonna see, bro. We, we, is go, we gonna God, see. Bro. I'm saying I'm saying well, of course, very efficient, but what Kevin Durant went at when he wasn't efficient. What you mean? He was efficient everywhere he would play that. Yeah. You know, this uh, being efficient ain't, you know, nothing. Only time we never seen him being efficient is when Boston was banging his head up against the rim last year. <laughs> nobody wasn't talking about best in the league then chill my boy you know so that is <laughs> that is different Kevin Durant in the regular season gonna always be efficient the thing we, we guys like him we based upon is what they do in the playoffs mm-hmm. 
how they get over the hump? But last time I checked, he was getting his head banged on the backboard in Boston. He did. So this is this is this is a new chance here. He has with Phoenix. Let's see what they do with it. Let's see what Kyrie and Luca can put together going in, finishing up these games and going into the playoffs in Dallas. It's gonna be interesting to watch, and I hope they find a way to meet up, D. Because I'm that's that's going to be theater, and I'm here for it. Beautiful game yesterday. I enjoyed every dribble, every bucket. My God, for this to be the one o'clock game was criminal yesterday. This should have been this should have been a seven o'clock tip, yeah. man. This was it was great, man. But the game itself was exactly what I thought it was going to be. It was going to be a track meet, Irvin and Donkage versus Booker and uh, Durant. Before I go any further, um, you know, Chris Paul is. In my opinion, definitely top five, maybe top three point guards of all time. But Chris Chris Paul's assignment and what he is versus what he was is two different things now. This was about Irving and Donkage versus Booker and Durant. Respectfully to Chris Paul. I just wanted to put that out there because people t- – they people out here hollering big three with Chris Paul. This ain't no big three, bro. This definitely ain't no big three. <laughs> this ain't no big three. I mean, if you want to slide eight in and there, but ain't ain't did nothing to me to make no him a no three, three big nothing. three. So that's that's what I'm saying. Now back to the game. The one person that is benefiting from this D- Durant to Phoenix trade is Devin Booker. This man won double team one time. He coming off the screens, but naked. He ran into his spots, no problem. And you're talking about Kevin Durant efficient. Guess who's more guess who was more efficient than Durant yesterday? Devin Booker, 15 for 25, 36 points. He was plus 17 on the plus minus. 10 assists, five rebounds, two steals. He was so just unbothered yesterday by anyone that played in the Dallas Mavericks uniform. He did what he wanted to do, and that's all because 35. Because <laughs> when you're out there with Durant, bro, all the attention go to him. You can't help it. And now you get Booker down here, Booker. Book, I mean, he the mid-range mafia. Them boys is out there. <laughs> Just eat fish. And then when you turn the table, man, Kyrie and Luka, they are literally massive bombs ready to explode. Kyrie had a horrible first half. And in the third quarter, he just lost his mind. <laughs> Luca just, I mean, he just doing what he wants to do. Luca on the other end is not being taught about, but Luca has been one of the more efficient assist men in the league. Yesterday he had 10 boards, five assists. He had another three steals. Luca was all over the place yesterday. Seven for 19 for free throw lane. He did not shoot that well from the field at eight for 23, but he still bombed out 34 points. Luca was touching a little bit of everything yesterday for the Dallas Mavericks. Black said it already. The core of this game, there was no defense whatsoever. There was a straight track meet, but here's the difference. When it's time, it's late in the game, you got one shot, you got to come through. You got to come through. And Luca was point blank at the rim, and he didn't come through. Two nights ago, uh, the Mavs versus the uh, two, two games ago, Mavs versus Spurs, Jason Kidd gave Kyrie the ball. He said, you get us to win, and he couldn't do it. He missed. He got a shot. He missed his shot. But on the other side, <laughs> well, 35 ain't missing no games, bro. No game uh, changing buckets. Time to go up two. Time to tie the game, 35. And that's mm-hmm. what he did yesterday. 
That brother walked that thing up the court, came off a screen, took Tim Hardaway Jr. with him. Tim Hardaway Jr. was inside Kevin Durant jersey. He got to the corner and pulled up bucket. <laughs> and I, I, uh, I just ran, I just rewind my TV several times. I just need to keep seeing what I saw. This man was on a high pick and roll. This man's seven foot tall, been in the corner, no problem. Catch, bop, bop, pull over Tim Hardaway Jr. It's nothing. And that's what freaks me out about Phoenix. You can tell me Denver. You can tell me the Warriors. You can tell me about whatever you want to talk about. But when it's time to get a bucket. In the situation that Durant is in, we saw it yesterday, bro. This is what we're going to be getting, dog. This is what we're going to be getting. The Phoenix Suns are still trying to figure it out. And they 3-0 with Kevin Durant. Beautiful game yesterday. But the Suns, they got the win. Because of 35. And Devin Booker is finna be absolutely unbearable to deal with deal with because he about to turn into a light skinned gangster on the floor. Cause he talking all kind of trash. And I love it. If Devin Booker trash talker talk to me, Buck. And at the end of that game, him and Luca had their little face-to-face little square off, light skinned mafia coalition attendees only. And it was fun to see. And I love the post-game talk between Donkic and Booker. It was fun to see Black. <laughs> when you see the... Because this go back to last year. Mm-hmm. When Luca put the sons over his uh, knee and smacked them boys up a little bit and said, boy, when you're up, you're tough. It's cool to be up when you're tough. And he's sitting them boys home by 65 in Phoenix before going to the Western Conference Finals. And now it's back at it again, man. Now you got an added, added element with Kevin Durant, and here we are. Black, what do you think about the disdain, so to speak, between Donkic and Booker? I love it, though. Luca right, yeah. though. I love it, but Luca right. Bro, talk that, bro, with a tip, bro. Talk that then. Talk that. But you want to talk after the game. You're right about no. that. Yeah. When Luca and them and everybody else out there talking at the beginning of the game, saying what's up. Man, Luca needs to chill. Look, look, uh, no, no. If you're going to be talking to talk, bro, you the you, man. You, 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 you think, got KD over there. Go you, ahead. You think Devin Booker Go just started. Go ahead. You think Devin Booker just started yes. talking trap? He didn't. Yes. He didn't. Because you want to know why? Because you want to know why? He did. You want to know why? So why Luca just going to say, well, you, you want to talk trash you when, wa- there's a, when there's a couple seconds left? You, you want to know why? You, you want to know why Luca said that? Man, and come on, man. Kyrie Irving said Booker was talking trash the whole game. Kyrie Irving said Booker was talking the whole game. No, oh, I can't wait. So Luca, Luca get Luca don't get to pick and choose, bro. Oh, he don't get to pick and choose. That's why I, co- I hope we keep seeing it. I hope. I hope. I hope I, we keep. I, seeing I really it. hope Phoenix get. I hope Phoenix. I hope Phoenix get up to that three seed and Luca and them the six seed. I hope it love is. Love to see it. I, would I love hope to see it is because I want to see it. Boy. I would love to see it too. Because that's gonna be a that's gonna be a real live Bob Hayes track meet, my boy. You hit me. Oh yeah, one thirty every night. Oh yeah, one thirty, one thirty-five oh, yeah. every night. Oh yeah, I want to see it, but I love it though. I love it. I love, I love it. it. But man, like <laughs> these guys, man, it's gonna be interesting in this West, man, with KD over there now. <sighs> like Steph back. Could could the, could we see the the Suns and the Warriors? Like what that would look like? You know that's your first round matchup like, right now. Ugh, that's your my, first my, round my. matchup right now. Four versus five. Woo! Right now, the Way season was the end of the day. We would get Suns Warriors first round. Yeah. God. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well. Yes, yeah, the uh, thing about that, them brothers, them light skinned brothers over there ain't missing, bro. Nah, they ain't playing with them. <laughs> <laughs> them brothers ain't playing. 
no sir. But yeah, we go see D. I'm I'm excited about this West D. Yeah. I mean, uh, KD done throw the whole monkey wrench into this thing, man. man. It's crazy. Going, going to the Suns. It's crazy. It's gonna be interesting to watch. Like, what you what can you say? Like, other than the Knicks, they were the hottest, second hottest team in the league right now. Other than the Knicks, yeah. right behind the Knicks, because the Knicks hadn't lost a game since All Star break. Mm-hmm. You know, so man, it's I, I love it, D. It's it's theater, man. I'm forward, man. The shoot, I, I kick my feet up, sit back. I I, I was tuned in yesterday. I watched yeah. both games because I already knew what the smoke was gonna be. Seeing seeing the story, just seeing the storylines about Kyrie and KD playing each other for the first time. You know, it's it's it was wild, D. I enjoyed it all, man. But uh, definitely, I love the little always the back and forth between Book and uh, Luca. Yeah, absolutely, man. So it was great to see. It was great to see. Um, and you know, coming up for Phoenix, man, they got a couple tough games. Coming up, they got Oklahoma City on Wednesday. Uh, that's their next uh, scheduled game. But uh, after that, man, they have Sacramento, which is going to be a good one on Thursday night on TNT. Uh, Phoenix. Phoenix. Uh, Phoenix, yeah. Okay. They got Sacramento. And yeah, then that's going to be a good one. And then they got Golden State the following Tuesday mm. on uh, ESP on Wednesday on ESPN. And then on the following, that next night on TNT, uh, Milwaukee come to town. So mm. they gonna have a nice stretch against in the Phoenix, Kings. Or they go to Milwaukee. They go to Milwaukee. Mm. They got Sacramento. They uh at home. They go to Golden State. Then they get on the plane and they fly to Milwaukee. They got a tough stretch coming up. They do. Real. So we're gonna really see what 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 they about um especially on that Sacramento Golden State Milwaukee uh situation. So great game yesterday for sure between those two. All right, Black the Lakers man, the Los Angeles Lakers got a big win yesterday. Huge win for the Lakers without LeBron James. They welcome back Steph Curry. Anthony Davis was what we needed him to be. This is what we've been saying for I don't know how long. Anthony Davis should have been Giannis before Giannis. And the Lakers end up getting a real critical win. Now, currently going into that game, I think the Lakers were sitting in the 11th spot. At the end of that game, they are now at the 10th spot. So they are virtually in a three-way tie with New Orleans, Utah and themselves with that 10th spot uh, to get into the play-in. Okay, Black, let's talk about the Lakers on yesterday. Big win. Anthony Davis was what he needed to be. What did you think about the game uh, yesterday? And without LeBron, where do you see the Lakers finishing? Is it play-in or could they sneak into that sixth spot? They're only by calculations for that sixth spot, which currently... The Minnesota Timberwolves hold, they are three games out of that with about six games to play. Um, Excuse me, seven games to play. The, uh, be, to be honest with you, man, if if if, if AD can continue doing what he's doing, and that's why I say it sucks so bad for me, I'm going to go back to Friday night, them losing to Minnesota. Because yeah. AD was ultra, just ultra good in that game, but he just didn't have no help. Nobody else came to play. So um, so they, they dropped that one, but was able to uh, – get over the hump against the Warriors. And I don't know what it is with the Warriors when they play the Lakers. Like, when LeBron ain't on the floor, like, they losing these games. They lost the, they, they lost the one right after the trade when we got Vanderbilt and Beasley. Mm-hmm. And now they lose this one here as well. And um, AD just playing great basketball right now, man. He and, and, and I love to see him demand the basketball, D. And then sometimes, shoot, after a rebound, he'll take it up the court himself mm-hmm. and get everything set up. So I love what they're doing. I really believe because we play New Orleans again and we play Utah twice again mm-hmm. that I looked at and seen. I feel like looking at their schedule, D, I see them dropping a few. So I think the Lakers could get up to probably like the eight, could be flirting with seven, maybe without LeBron. If they keep, if they keep do, if they did what they did 
against the Warriors D, Lana A D, everybody else make timely baskets. We got it from uh from Brown. Oh, uh, your boy, a, your, your boy, the real AR fifteen. He showed Austin up. Reeves. Austin Reed showed up. Um, even though, uh, what's my guy, the point guard that that you that you like, D'Angelo like Williams, the, not D'Angelo Williams, Struder, Struder, he didn't ha- he didn't have a lot of points, but he was Ding up. Mm-hmm. He was causing causing chaos. Had a couple steals, if I'm not mistaken. And I, I just love the way they play. I love the energy that they were playing with, and it was all based upon AD. If they can continue to play like that, bro, until they get LeBron back and just got alert, they upgraded D'Lo to questionable, so he might be available for Tuesday, Wednesday, Tuesday, Tuesday, for yeah. Tuesday night. Tomorrow so night, yeah. that's that's gonna be a big deal because we need that game as well. We, do. we need that one too. So if they can keep giving us what we got against the Warriors, D, I think they'll be just fine. They they actually look good and he's even they lost did. against Minnesota. They, they look did. good. He just didn't have nobody to come along down the stretch for him to make some timely buckets. But I love the way that they're playing. They just feel like they they playing they ain't a lot of pressure on them. D. They just out there playing basketball. I don't know if you get that feeling ab- mm-hmm. ab- about them as well. But I love what AD doing. I just want him to keep it up and I don't want him to get hurt. Cause mm-hmm. every time this brother fall, boy, I swear, boy, mm-hmm. my heart drop. But mm-hmm. They, I love the way they're playing. I can see them D potentially because I believe Utah and the Pelicans going to drop games. I can see them getting up to maybe that eighth seed D uh, and be able to be in the playoff. Yeah, so I, I said it was seven games. There's 16 games left. 16 okay. games left in the season. So they got a nice homestand coming up. They beat the Warriors yesterday. They got the Grizzlies. They got the Raptors. And they have the Knicks in their next three games. Knicks come to town on Sunday. That's the ESPN game. Uh, That's at a 9 big o'clock one too. on Sunday at 9 o'clock. All right. So, you know, I, I, I do agree with you. They looked like they were gelling well together yesterday. Anthony Davis had help. Vanderbilt, it's Brown Jr., uh, Mark, like everybody came to contribute a little bit yesterday to the win because the Warriors was coming to get that win in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. They was coming. Steph was heating up. Clay was heating up. Dervin Gentry was hitting buckets. Draymond running the point. Every time I see Draymond running the point, I'm like, how he do that, bro? <laughs> How he be running this show like that? But the Lakers got the win because Anthony Davis closed it out, man. This is what we need. We need him on this. I'm talking about 30 and 10 and 3 block. I mean, whatever he need to do to put his fingerprints on the game, this is what we need. Now, I think the Lakers are going to get in the play-in. Like, I think they're going to be in the play-in like, easily. But they do have a really good chance, man, to get to that sixth spot. They really, really do. I mean, looking at the next couple games, Memphis, no Desmond Bain, no John Moran. So you can see them getting up to six. I do. I think they can get there. I think they can. Tuesday night, no Jaw, no Desmond Bain. Can the Lakers get a win Desmond at Bain, home? I, he got I mean, hurt? what's my other not not Desmond? What's my other guy? Dylan Brooks. Oh, he only suspended for one game. He did. Oh, he he'll back? Be back. He'll okay. Be back. So yeah. Okay. Even even without that, can we get a win at home against Memphis? I'm gonna say yes. The Raptors. The Raptors are not a good basketball team. Now Siakam and Van Fleet coming in there, but we can beat them at we home. Can beat them. And then you got a true test on Sunday with the Knicks. You got a true test. Them brothers out there in New York, they hooping for real, for real. Mm-hmm. So I'm expecting the Lakers to have a chance this week. So I only have one loss, and that might be to the New York Knicks. It just depends on what type of Laker team is going to show up. And by that time, bro, we can have D'Angelo Russell back. Yeah, we might have him back Tuesday. D'Angelo Russell yeah. being back in the fold is going to be a huge help. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a huge help for the Lakers, man. So I like this team. I really do. And if we can stay the course, get in these playoffs, and if Le- if we can get nine, 85 to 90% of LeBron, let's go. Yeah. 
Let's go. So, so with, let's go. When he have potential to come back, we'll, we'll be down. They'll be down on the what? Uh, <clears throat> if LeBron sit, single games left when he gets back. So we got one, two, three. No. So LeBron, they were talking about today. He could be eligible to return and get this against Phoenix on March the twenty second. Okay. That is a Wednesday night game on ESPN. Okay. That is looking like the target date for LeBron. But Wolge was saying realistically, it might not be that next week to the 29th against Chicago. Okay. Uh, he could be back. Then after that, you could be dealing with, like you just said, Lakes will have one, two, uh, three, four, five, six, seven games left. Yeah. So if LeBron can get back on the 22nd, no later than the following week, he would get back the last month of the season, and you got games against the Clippers and Phoenix, and we close out against Utah. Yeah, because it's 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 working in the Lakers' favor. Then I looked at it like you got uh you got Portland who keep drop was dropping games. They, they finally got dropping. a win against the Magic, and then um Utah got smacked up by uh the Thunder last night because uh Shaw was back. So they greased up on them pretty good. Mm-hmm. And then uh the Pelicans, I think the Pelicans play tonight. Mm-hmm. I don't know who exactly who they play tonight, but uh, they back in action tonight. So they got Sacramento. That's gonna be see, and we don't know how that game will go. So that could probably be something where by the end of the night, the Lakers might be what the ninth seed? What the ninth seed? They could be. They could be the ninth seed. So it's gonna be interesting and tight. The, the thing I like about it, the teams that we battling with D. We all have to see them. We have to play them. You got to play them all. You got to play them all. So I don't think we play Portland again. We play the Thunder one more time. They behind us. So they the Pelicans as well. But you play the Pelicans. Who who is in front of you? You got Utah twice. Twice, if I'm not mistaken. So Phoenix twice. That's what that's 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 what I'm happy about. And you never know what's going what's going to happen. The Clippers finally got a win, so you never know what will happen to them. You're right. Moving forward, You're so. Right. The situations is there for all they got to do is go out and win games, D. Like you said, that we 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 weren't expecting them. We knew they weren't gonna go undefeated during the stretch. But these guys, without LeBron, they only didn't drop two, two games. games. Two games, five and two. You know what I'm saying? They five and two, D. Without LeBron, that's a lot to be said. Mm-hmm. They said this this team is playing good basketball right now without their flow general. Yeah. You know, so I'm excited to see what they do. I'm locked in, D. I think I'm probably been locked in. Ever than before now Because I want to see What they can do Like we said What If they can just get To a play in Or get up to that Seven or six seed What could the Lakers Do in the playoffs and let's see When they get LeBron back So I'm ecstatic To see what they can do I know it ain't all Going to be peaches and cream They're going to have Some battles out here With some of these games But I'm excited for it I'm ready for Tuesday night Shoot I wish they Was playing tonight <laughs> For sure For sure man So we'll keep it locked in On the Lakers And everything in the West Finals Black before we wrap up The show Let's talk about The New York Knicks man the New York Knicks, man, them brothers up there hooping, man. They're on a, I believe, a six-game winning streak. Hell of a game last night against on Sunday night against the Boston Celtics, getting to win one thirty-one to one twenty-nine. But they've had, they've been on a real roll, man. Brunson, who knew that Brunson and Julius Randle would be the perfect combination? R.J. Barrett is is a great two-way player for this team. They're getting timely shooting, great defense. Coach Thibodeau has really got away from that grinded-out, old-school mentality and really let these guys kind of flourish in what they do best. Jalen Brunson should have been an all-star, in my opinion. Julius Randle was an all-star. Black, what do you think about the Knicks, man? 
they're streaking. They're currently sitting in the fifth spot in the Eastern Conference uh, final standings, and they are one game out of the fourth seed with the Cleveland Cavaliers uh, barely holding on to that. What do you think about the New York Knicks, man? Well, I know the city of New York loving it right now. Yeah, shout out Stephen you A. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I know they loving it, man. They playing great basketball, D. Uh, Bronson, even though he didn't play last night, D, the, the, what, the kid got $100 million, he underpaid. Okay. He underpaid. Okay. Because what he's doing, I mean, this guy being lights out. I'm, I'm, I'm like Luca. I know Luca be looking like, damn. I know he do. I know he do. I know he. I do. know I got Kyrie, but damn. <laughs> Look like Bronson probably made life a little bit easier. Yeah. You know, and 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 like and he Julius did for the Randall, Mavs last year. <laughs> you know, he he helped Julius Randle be an All Star this year. No, he playing no well. Lie. He playing well. You know, he playing good basketball and. Man, to see them on the court, and then the, and then the kid who stepped in, quick, what's his name? Oh, quickly, quickly man, phenomenal. Man, look here, man, phenomenal, man. Hey, he, I, I mean, Tim's got the kids who stepping in, man, to making the best of their opportunity. Phenomenal. I mean, this kid with bananas last night. Last night. I mean, he and played I mean, the whole second half. I mean, bro, it was nasty. Yeah, he was hooping, bro. I was like, this boy going back and forth with Jalen Brown and uh, Tatum. Tatum. I yeah. said, boy, look at him. Yeah, man. I'm like, boy, I love this team. Mm-hmm. I love Tibbs and guys. He didn't figure something out. He has with this team. He, yeah. you could tell he had set some some of those veteran guys like uh, Fortner and Forty Eight, D yeah. Rose and those guys. He set them on the bench. It was like, right. man, look, we finna ride the young boys with, with these young boys. And then his rotation, he got the younger guys who just came in. They in the rotation and they playing. It ain't Fortner, D Rose, or none of those guys. And they got Cam Reddish up out the dough. Mm-hmm. So. It's giving opportunities to these young guys. Uh, quit. Uh, what's his name? Quentin. Um, Quentin Grimes, mm-hmm. and then the other cool kid, McBride. Mm-hmm. I mean, last night just making timely buckets, mm-hmm. and then you had Josh Hart come in making timely buckets. Oh, he's buckets, been a great addition. Up. He's been I'm a like, great addition to them. That was a great trade pickup yeah. for them. Yeah. What Tibbs is doing, like you say, did he get away from that old school? Yeah, what how he was in mentality. Chicago and Minnesota. He letting them young guys play free free basketball with a little sprinkle of what he liked to do as well. Yeah. But the best combo in the league, it looked like right now, outside of KD and Book, is Rounder and Brunson. They playing well. Now they playing good basketball. You should they they probably could potentially go, I don't know what they got in front of my butt, but when they get to the Lakers, they still could probably be undefeated. Yeah, they got uh, Charlotte on Tuesday night. That's a win. But they got a big game at Sacramento on TNT. Oh, on that's going to be. That's huge. That's a huge. I'm going to watch that. Yeah, yeah. That's Thursday huge. night, Knicks at Kings, 10 o'clock on TNT. Yeah, that must be the start of their West Coast swing. Yeah, and then okay. they get uh, the Clippers on Saturday. Mm, they get the Clippers at 4 one. o'clock. That's a 4 o'clock game against the Clippers on NBA TV. And then the next night, back-to-back L.A. teams, they got the Lakers uh, ESPN game, 9 o'clock on uh, ESPN. So, the Knicks have been playing well. Like, Julius Randle and Bronson are really driving this Knicks bus. Tom Thibodeau is very, very dope when you see a coach say, you know what? My style just ain't been working for us, man. We've really put a cap on our guys because of my style. Let's change it up a bit. Let's kind of go into a different direction. And as soon as he did that, you just start. The Knicks have been scoring 131, 142, 125. Like, they've been scoring points. We didn't used to see the Knicks like this. We ain't seen Evan Fournier. We ain't seen Derrick. We ain't seen none of the old heads, man. They've been running with these young boys. Like Black highlighted with quickly. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> That brother, he remind me a lot of Tyrese Maxey. 
Mm-hmm. Like when I see Tyrese Maxey and they look like the kind of like the same player, like bro, they just they out here hooping. Yeah. They got great energy. They defend. They can shoot it. Like they can command and run the team. Like I was glad to see quickly get his opportunity. And I know Tatum and Jalen Brown was like, bro, what we got to do, bro? Because they what they ain't beat them all year, right? They zero three. <laughs> They own three against the Knicks. Well, they that play one more time. Yeah, that okay. wasn't a, that wasn't a good that wasn't a good loss for the Celtics last night. It really, really wasn't. You at home, and then they had control of that game in the third quarter. Look, they was about to pull away, and then the Knicks said, "No, no, 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 no." Now we in this thing, man. They got them a big win in Boston. I like the Knicks team. Now everybody's real big on this Cavalier team. And I can see why with Donovan Mitchell, uh, Evan Mobley, uh, uh, Jared Allen inside, uh, uh, Darius Garland. They got a good team. They got a good team. And they got a good coach. Man, I want to see that 4-5 matchup, Knicks and Cavs in the first yeah. round. That I think both of those teams are more equal than what the experts are saying. A lot of people are going to take Cleveland probably in seven. And I could probably see why. I don't, I don't see it that way. Well, only the reason I probably could see it because what Mobley and Allen bring on the inside. Then up top, you got Garland and Mitchell. Would the Knicks have enough to kind of hold that down? I'm going to say yes, they mm-hmm. will. But that's a matchup that I would like to see in the first round. And look. Just come a game seven might be in Cleveland. That don't mean the Knicks might not come in there and take something for real. It's not if so. They don't get to that four seed first, and they only a <laughs> one game away. And 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 the Cavaliers are playing tonight without, I believe, Donovan Mitchell. I think Donovan Mitchell is out tonight. I'm gonna go back to the scores of the game. Yeah, well, yeah. Right now, the Boston Celtics are absolutely drilling the Cleveland, the Cleveland Cavaliers. Dang! Oh, they play them tonight. They oh, playing right now. Eight to four to seventy one. Now Tatum is out. Tatum ain't even playing for Boston, and Boston really getting up. Look like Jalen Brown is doing his thing for sure. Jalen Brown got twenty points. Ain't even ain't halftime. Oh, Donovan Mitchell is playing. Donovan Mitchell got twenty four points. Jalen Brown got twenty. Garland is not playing well. Uh, for Cleveland right now, and who's running along with Marcus Smart is running along with Jalen Brown. So this game luck is kind of getting out of hand a little bit in the third quarter between uh these two teams. So just wanted to show the Knicks some love. They could grab that fourth seed, and then you know we'll have to see how it really shake out, man. So um, a lot of great NBA basketball is being had. Look, a lot of people say they don't really get into basketball like that into the playoffs because you know this country where we live in, football is king. But listen. Don't sleep on this second half of basketball in the NBA before you get to the playoffs. You're getting some really good games. They're superstars of being superstars, and we're getting some real good quality basketball, okay? So we'll be covering the NBA, of course, week after week, especially leading up into the playoffs, all right? So that's going to wrap up to uh, this week's show, episode 218. Uh, Really good show today. We had a lot of things that we kind of went around, MMA, uh, NBA, NFL, really good uh, balanced out show, man. And uh, this is what me and Black do. So, WrestleMania season is here. We are weeks from WrestleMania, man. We'll be talking more. This is a big show tonight in Boston on WWE Raw. So, we're recording Cena's on back. this Monday. Yeah, John back. Cena is back. We're recording on this Monday on March the 6th. So, by the time we get back to the next show, we probably be talking about uh, what happened with John Cena and maybe his potential opponent, uh, Austin Theory, uh, from this past Monday night. All right, Black, anything before we get out of here? Yeah, no, nah, man, just uh, appreciate all the love and support, man. Y'all keep rocking with us, man. We're going to be continue to put out great content. Uh, love all the support that y'all give us, man. All appreciate we 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 just love it all, man. Um, just want to say, bro, only I love you, bro. I appreciate you for everything. Yes, sir. Um, love you too, bro. 
y'all can hit me up on Twitter and Instagram at BlackNL3. Y'all hit me up, man. Let's talk about it. Absolutely, man. So uh, y'all know how it is, man. Tell a friend and tell a friend and tell a friend that it's another sports show out here that they need to talk. They need to listen to, man. They need to check D and Black out, man, and see what's going on. Shout out to Reduce Lunch and shout out to the NPN Network for helping powering uh, this show week after week. And of course, we'll be back barring any super duper breaking news. Um, we'll be back next week with another episode talking about your your weekly events in the world of sports. All right. So thank you all for the support. Thank you for pressing play. Thank you for retweeting. Just thank you for everything y'all do for us, man. And uh, we greatly, greatly appreciate it. All right. So until next time, man, like I said, be cool. Be safe. Take care. Say love your family, man. Love your family. Love your family. Love your friends. Don't take any days for granted, man. Take this thing one day at a time. Do your best, man. Do your best, man, to, to show love and, uh, you know, live your life and enjoy life, man. All right? Until next time, we'll see y'all. Lunch sports, man. Come on, man. Hey, bro, listening to the sports desk. You're listening to the sports show. New sports desk.